Welcome to the world of fashion, where any and everything is possible, where nothing is something and something is everything. Join me, your host, Aisha Go, on this journey as we explore and discuss topics, areas of concern, and issues in the fashion industry. Hello, everyone. Welcome to an all-new episode of Seems Real, the fashion podcast that explores and discusses topics, areas of concerns, and issues all pertaining to the fashion industry. I am your host, Aisha Go, and wow, I can't believe it's been a week already since the last episode, but I hope everyone has had a great week and has something really fun planned for the weekend. The weather is here in uh, the New Jersey, New York City area is kind of nice, but it, it's still kind of weird. But I still hope you do something fun and have a great weekend. Um, and yeah, let's get straight into the show because there are a lot of changes within the industry. Um, some more new appointments, which has been a reoccurring theme and something that we've been seeing happen um, more and more frequently within fashion, I want to say, since... About the end of last year, the end of 2015, we've seen a lot of changes happening, um, a lot of people moving around. And I just wanted to to inform you about some of the changes. This isn't the topic for this week's discussion, as um, a previous episode I did talked about the constant change and a high turnover rate when it comes to creative directors. So definitely feel free to go back and listen to that episode. I believe it's titled is too much change bad. That might've been my first or second episode, but you could definitely go back and check that out and, um, see why I say change is good and also change is bad. But, um, to get back to the point, the initial point that I was trying to get at, which is new updates and, um, news, of what's going on currently in the fashion industry. Um, Jonathan Saunders is joining Diane Vaughn Furstenberg as chief creative officer, effective immediately. So he's going to be helping with more of the day-to-day stuff and serving as basically the creative director while um, Ms. Vaughn Furstenberg continues to still oversee what goes on in the company but focus more on her like philanthropic efforts and you know she's also a part of the cdfa so she has a lot going on so he's going to be well he is chief executive officer mark langer has been named chief executive officer at hugo boss as the previous the person that held the role previously left um, earlier this year, I want to say around February, um, Amy Astley, who was a former editor-in-chief of Team Vogue, has been appointed editor-in-chief at Architectural Digest, where she is succeeding Margaret Russell. So now um, Team Vogue is left without an editor-in-chief as she has made that switch. And, um, oh, oh wow, there's actually a couple. There's actually a couple more. Jeez, this is a lot. Um, so Sophie de Rouchemont has been named Chief Executive Officer of the Fashion House Carvan. Um, American Eagle Outfitters has appointed Kyle Andrews as Chief Marketing Officer. Um... Henri Blumvisk has been named Chief Executive Officer of Safilo in the North American Division. And Target has hired Mark 
Triton as the chief merchandising officer. So as you see, it's a lot of different changes. So, you know, we see some from the creative director level, but then we also see some, some taking part in the merchandising or um, the marketing of these different fashion fashion outlets. So that is some of the up. That is some of the things that have been going on this week. So sorry, guys. I'm, like, really stuffy. My allergies have been bothering me a lot lately. Um, so that's another re- – that's that's why I also sound different, in case you noticed. But, um, yeah, allergy season is just, like, really terrible right now. And I'm going through it. But it's okay. I will get through it. I will make it work all for this podcast episode. Um, something else that's happened in the past week is there have been alleged reports that Beyonce's Ivy Park line, which is a part of Top Shop, is being created um, and manufactured in Sri Lanka where people are basically not being paid very well. And this is something that we hear often about in the fashion industry, about certain um, fashion brands and fashion houses um, going to different places to have their items created and manufactured because the labor is cheap. So that's something that's been going on. I don't want to dive too much. Sorry, I'm like about to sneeze. No, no, don't sneeze, please. No. Okay. Um, I don't want to dive too much into that because there's another there's another really interesting um, article that I read that I want to talk more about because there are multiple component components to it as to um, a problem that we're currently facing within fashion and what the I guess what has led to the said problem and of course I just want to talk it out and discuss it with everyone right now that's listening so we can figure out what is the solution and how to help this cause but I just wanted to let you know that too about um the Ivy Park line and the current allegations that it's facing but right now we're going to get into our discussion and topic for today's podcast which is which comes from a BOF article, which I really love BOF. I think that they do a great and amazing job with um, really talking about serious issues, going deep and, um, you know, having the analytics, the data to back it up, the evidence, and really talking about things that we should really be fo- be focusing on as professionals within the fashion industry. So the article... Um, entitled why Americans aren't shopping discusses why basically why Americans aren't shopping um, it brings up even though unemployment rate it has been lowered and um, other economical issues that people usually face which could cause them to not have as much um, spendable income or um, might cause them to not be able to to splurge on certain things that that has gone down also but yet people still aren't shopping and I wanted to talk about this too because I think it kind of relates to last week's episode when we talked about re-commerce sites and how it shift it's um shifting and shaping how people shop and how they re-commerce sites are basically a form, a huge form of competition for fashion houses, fashion brands, and um, fashion outlets that currently have e-commerce. So I think this kind of relates to it, but this is also a different topic and um, something different for us to explore. So in the article written by Lauren Sherman, um, again, it talks about it. it, it 
tries to uncover why is it that Americans aren't shopping. Um, it says unemployment rate has been at a steady 5% since April of this year. Um, again, going back to the economical part and people not having as much spendable income, things like gas that usually cost a lot are down also, um, ranging between 220 and um, 270 per gallon and yet people still aren't shopping and a few different a few different um reasons have been named for this one is that um currently the weather that we're experiencing it it keeps fluctuating you can't really you don't really know what to expect with this weather basically so right now we're in spring and today it happens to be very warm and sunny outside, but the next few days it's supposed to go, temperature's supposed to go down, it's supposed to rain, so the the fact that the weather continues to fluctuate and it's not steady, um, the article reports that that's a reason why Americans aren't shopping, and I do agree with it, um, and I agree because, again, it's unpredictable, you really don't know what to expect so how can you go out and buy clothes for spring how can you go out and buy clothes for summer if you're still kind of wearing things that you would typically wear in fall because the weather is um just really crazy right now i know for me um it is may and i just had my graduation on sunday so on Sunday, I experienced um, sun, it being sunny, it being very windy, it raining, and hail all within, I want to say, a time frame of maybe like two and a half, three hours, and I was sitting outside too. So I know from personal experience that this weather is um, is just fluctuating a lot, kind of too much, if you ask me. And um, also from my personal experience, I know that it's May and I'm here wearing my Doc Martens. I'm wearing boots. I'm wearing shoes that fully cover my feet because it's still kind of cold and it's not really that typical weather that we're looking that we are <clears throat> used to having during this time of the year. And this can be a cause of, well, not it can be, it's definitely a, a cause of global warming and what's currently going on with the environment. Um, but that's one of the, that's one of the, um, the reasons why they're saying that Americans aren't shopping. Another reason why they're saying that Americans aren't shopping is um, because, sorry, I'm trying to like scroll through my notes. Um do 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 um you know I can't find it but whatever we're we're just gonna wing it and have a conversation that's what we're gonna do instead of me reading off notes we're just gonna wing it have a conversation um and talk about talk about this so um I talked about the weather. Another reason why, I, and I believe this was in the article, but another reason why I also feel as though Americans aren't shopping is because the current state of American fashion, this is something that we talked about also in another episode of the podcast, we talked about the new fate in American fashion with Calvin Klein um, losing both their creative directors for their men's and women's lines, um, 
And with rumors swirling, uh, swirling around that Raph um, Simmons is going to be replacing both of them. But I think right now, American fashion has been really still. And I believe this is something I was mentioning in the article, too, about we've been focusing on and we've been wearing the same um, trends, even though I really, really do not like the idea of being trendy at all. But we've been wearing the same trends for the past few years, and there hasn't been any change. So because we're used to a certain trend, we already have these items within our closet. And it's like, well, we're still wearing them now, so there's no need for me to go out and, and buy. There's no need for me to go out and consume more because I already have it in my closet. And I think that calls... That puts a lot of pressure and responsibility on American fashion designers, on American fashion brands and labels that it's time to to reinvent. It's time to step away from what's just been working and find a new thing to work. Find a new way to keep fashion alive, to, to keep it fun, to keep it interesting and, and making people want to be involved in it. Um, I know we... You know, for the pet, I want to say, because I know when I first got into college, um, skinny jeans were like everything, all the rage. It's what everyone wore. Um, but more so during that time, it was like the skinny jeans, but like the colored ones now, we don't do the color as much, kind of, with the different washes. But, you know, skinny jeans have been been a major, major, major staple within um, within closets and a part a staple within people's fashion for I want to say about oh I can't even think maybe the past eight years maybe so skinny jeans have been in in like a, a major staple in wardrobes for the past eight years so you know why are people continuing to go out and buy skinny jeans now if they already had them because we've been wearing them crop tops we've been seeing crop tops as a really popular staple and item i want to say for maybe the past like four or five years and i'm not saying that before people weren't wearing crop tops what i'm saying is the popularity of them how often you see them the different types of crop tops that they have i know i have various ones so you have crop tops that are um just like t-shirts, you have ones that are knit and more appropriate for colder weather. So during fall and winter, you have ones that are long sleeves, you have short sleeves, you have sleeveless, you have all the, all these different types of variations of crop tops. So um, crop tops, again, have been a staple for, I want to say, about like four or five years now. Um, some other trends that we're starting to that we see also is um, the whole monochromatic look that's been going on. I want to say, I want to say it, it got really, really popular maybe like the past three or four years, um, and that even that was a resurgence of what was done around like the '90s when it was just all about monochromatic, about wearing the same color, having the same color scheme and the same hues from head to toe. Um, with your sunglasses, your jacket, your shirt, your belt, your pants, your shoes, all being the same color. So we see this going on now too with the whole monochromatic, especially with the with the more earthy tones. So with the top and the tan, beige, um, also with like the whites and your your well your traditional of course white and black. But yeah, fashion hasn't really changed much, um, and me 
me just being someone that not only works within the fashion industry, but also as someone who is a consumer within the fashion industry, I have to admit, I really haven't been too inspired by the fashion that's out right now, just because it's it's been the same. And in reading this article, it made me put two and two together and realize, like, wow, things have really been the same. Fashion has been kind of stagnant lately and even looking at some of the red carpets uh some award shows that are going on you see fashion and it's like it's nice don't get me wrong it's nice it's beautiful to look at but you sit and wonder as to where the evolution is where the growth is and where the development is um and to be honest it seems as though we see that within um I want to say we see that within design, like uh, designers within Europe, so like different like European fashion houses, which might be a big reason why Americans really gravitate towards those fashion brands a little more than the domestic at home fashion designers. Well, besides the fact too that um, you ha- you definitely have to think about the role that media plays in that, that celebrities play in it, that socialites play in it. But when you think about a lot of the fashion that that people wear and a lot of fashion that is put out there in the forefront and that people love and just kind of like abide by, uh, to me, from my experience, and I could be wrong, um, but from my experience, I feel as though it's more so catering towards the European fashion brands and the fashion designers and I think that's because they're not afraid to be creative I think that they are um not being stagnant not being stuck in a box they're always finding ways to develop new and look for like a a new look new concepts new themes new feelings new messages that the garments are supposed to tell and I think that's something that's really really been lacking within American fashion so to me that's another reason why Americans aren't shopping um well, not necessarily just not shopping, but why they're not shopping for other American brands. Um, I think that Americans are shopping, but they are more concise with where they're spending their monies and where they're putting their dollars. So now it's definitely a, it's definitely shifting towards. Well, not for everyone, but it's definitely shifting more towards, like, quality, having, like, few quality items and mixing them with things that you get from, like, H&M, from Zara, from Forever 21 to still make it look good where you can have things that are trendy and show that you're in in alignment with what's currently in style and what's the norm now, but still um, only investing in those quality pieces and also I just think Americans aren't buying American right now. And that could be for a multitude of reasons, um, but yeah, sorry, I had, sorry, I had a thought, and I was like speaking, and I was like, yeah, I'm gonna say this, I'm gonna say this, and it kind of just escaped me a little bit, um, but yeah, so that's one, and then another thing that the article talked about, and like I said, similar to um, last week's discussion, was the idea of these re-commerce sites and these sites where you could shop online you can buy things at discount you can compare now um, which is something that we've seen before with I want to say maybe like things for your home like decor or even like supermarkets where they match competitors but now we're seeing that happen with fashion also where you can see a top or um, a specific blouse, and you kind of shop around and see, okay, where can I get the 
the best um, price offer, the best value, and there seems, because there are more options, it makes people um, a little less loyal to their particular brands, I think, in my opinion, because they get to shop around, and now um, they don't have to feel like they're being tied down, or they don't have to feel as though they don't have a say in in what they do and what they consume. So there there are more options and I think the fact that there are more options people are holding on to their money a little more and thinking about okay, where can I put my money? What can I buy? If I buy if I put this amount here on this site and this amount here on that site, then I get the most bang for my buck because these items are great quality or if I spend over a certain amount, they take something off and all these little discounts and incentives to make people buy. So that's something to consider also. And again, there are there are a host of things that could be contributed with why Americans aren't shopping. Um and I don't want to just go down the line and say, well, this is wrong, that is wrong, that is wrong. Um, because, well, that is an element and whew, aspect of the show. But also the premise of this whole podcast and these episodes is to find solutions, to find out what can be done to bring things back to where they where they should be, where everyone is benefiting. And it's not just one side that's benefiting, but both sides are happy, both sides are getting what they want. So the big question that I'm proposing is what can be done to help Americans shop more? And I know it's weird because I feel like I'm basically asking what can be done to make people spend more of their money? Um, and I don't mean it in an irresponsible way where you're spending all your money on fashion and you're not taking care of your bills or what needs to be taken care of home and your other responsibilities. But I'm trying to think what can be done that what can be done to help um, these these brands and companies to make sure that they don't go out of business, that they don't get bought out by other companies who aren't necessarily from America and could possibly change the whole dynamic of the the brand. Um but I'm also trying to figure out, too, what can be done to continue to to continue to help America be as um, economically independent or economically stable um, by allowing Americans to buy to buy from America, basically, to buy um, from American designers, American fashion houses. Now. While this is a huge, 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 huge question to ask, and there's not going to be one particular answer, uh, there's not going to be an answer that is that is um, going to change everything immediately. There's definitely different steps and different um, different phases that are going to have to take place in order for this to happen. This isn't going to be an overnight thing, but I do think that fashion fashion brands and fashion designers within America, they need to come up with something new. Um, and I'm not necessarily saying that they have to have this one huge big group meeting where they all talk and vote on, okay, what's the new style is going to be? But some conversation needs to be had as to what do we need to do to reinvent? Because what's currently going on isn't 
fully working. What we're currently doing, we're just, um, we're just, uh, I forget what the saying is, but it's like, you're, like, reinventing the wheel, basically. Like, you're just doing the same thing over and over, and it's, and it's not working, it's not helping, so I think that that conversation needs to be had as to, you know, what do we need to do differently, what do we need to do new. I think also that the fashion brands and houses here in America need to figure out a better way to communicate with their consumers because there's so much clutter, because there's so many messages that are going out and um, so many people reaching out to them, whether it's through email, whether it's through social media, whether it's through social media ads that follow you, um, ads on the internet, being outside and seeing advertisements, having your family and friends tell you things word of mouth. There's so much going on that it is important to con- always continuously talk to your consumers and those that have been loyal to you. And don't just talk to them in a salesy way where it's like, oh, I'm trying to pitch something to you. That's what I'm talking Have real authentic conversations with your consumers because in my opinion, they're really going to appreciate that. They're going to see how genuine the conversation is, how honest the conversation is, how authentic the conversation is. And that's going to continue. That's going to help you two to continue to have a rapport and have a real relationship and connection with, with one another. So when times like this do happen and it gets hard or um, when there is a change going on, like you're changing creative directors again, they have that relationship with you and they know that you're a brand that, that they believe in, that they trust, and they're going to remain there. They're going to tough it out with you. Like while you're searching for a new creative director, you know, they're going to be understanding of what's going on. Um, something else that I think uh, American fashion designers, fashion houses need to do better is think about, think of just, Think about where the brand is headed and where the brand is going. Think about the initial purpose and mission of the brand and look at what's currently going on, not only within the fashion industry, but in society as a whole. Um, Because now we see it's not just about what's going on with your particular industry. It's what's going on in the economy, what's going on socially, what's going on um, environmentally. All these things play a role. So... Can like think about what's going on and figure out how you can make it best fit your model. I think a lot of times we tend to bend and do things that um, make us kind of sort of break out of our character in a way instead of looking at what's going on and figure out how we can implement it to what we're currently doing and and unite as one, we kind of just automatically conform. And I think that conforming has shown that there's really no uh, no independent thought. There's really not that much of a backbone and that there's really nothing to stand for. So think, again, looking at what's going on and figure out how you can implement it into your your fashion house, your fashion brand, and how you can make it work for you instead of working for it. And the reason why I bring this up is because um, I'm thinking about, because I've read a few different articles about why malls are suffering and why department stores are suffering. And it's like they're suffering because the way people shop, people are shopping differently. 
besides the fact that you know everything is online but the whole experience of shopping is different and you need to think about this like all right now a lot of people are doing pop-up shops pop-up shops seem to be something that's really popular and that people like so figure out how you can the dynamics of a pop-up shop and how you can implement that into a store that you have within a mall or a section that you have within a department store and even the department stores as a whole needs to think about this too like what are they currently doing right that we're not doing that we can implement it to what and into what we're doing to to make sure that we maintain a future um not only just pop-up shops but now too people are getting into doing the whole swapping thing where it's not even a transaction where people are swapping clothes and it's like I'm not saying that huge department stores like Macy's and Saks need to start putting on events where people are swapping their clothes that's not what I'm saying at all but I'm saying that they need to look at what's going on and not just look on the surface as oh they're swapping clothes but dive in a little deeper and see like okay but what's the what's the initial concept of this whole swap thing or what's the underlying messages that are going on within this swap what what's going on in people's minds or what's the what's the underarching um theme or premise of the whole swap thing that has a, that draws an allure to people that people really like um again it's just so much to think about and just just not being stagnant and not being so focused on what has happened in the past and what has worked in the past and sticking with that model. Again, it's about, okay, we need to reevaluate what's going on because if we continue to just do what was done in the past, we're really going to suffer and it's going to end up just being detrimental to us and no one else because this, this, this isn't the past anymore. Things have changed. Things are different. Um, people in the workforce are different it's more diverse um even the jobs that people have are a little less traditional and have changed also so there's so much change that has happened that you can see on a daily basis so for you to continue to do things how they've done in the past it's not um it's just not really logical it doesn't make sense and again it doesn't help you so um yeah um i'm trying to think is there anything else that i could i could go on and on just talking about this, but I'm trying not to ramble. I'm trying to make sure my thoughts are are collected so I can present it to you. But there are a ton and host of different things that can be done um, from the standpoint of like American fashion designers, American fashion brands. Help them pick up the pieces and get their domestic audience again because once you get your domestic audience back, I feel as though that's going to help you continue to build up your brand, build up your company, and that's going to help you with your international success also with expanding and um you know, going different places and being international and having a strong international brand. So I think before you can go and spread your wings and fly and go to all these different countries and um, international, uh, I think it's really important to start at home and figure out what needs to be done locally, what needs to be done at the home base to to help build a new structure, a new foundation to move forward. So Again, I'm I'm just going to stop there because, again, I know me <laughs> and I know that I can continue to ramble. I know I could continue to go on and on talking about this, especially because this is just such a really interesting topic. Um, just just for me, like I'm someone that thrifts a lot. 
So when I thrift, I'm looking at the different brands that are in, that are in there, and I'm like, okay, um, this was actually from this season, uh, like these month, like this month, and it's in here already, which means it doesn't have a long shelf life. And uh, like I'm looking at all these different things. So um, this in this particular topic is a really important one to me because I feel strongly about it, and I think that 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 it's not impossible to do. I think it's definitely hard work. I know it's going to take time, but I don't think it's impossible. But if we continue on this path that we're going on, I see it just not ending very well. So, yeah, that is this week's episode. A little longer than the than the um other episodes that we've done, but not too long. So, I just want to say thank you so much for listening, for supporting, um, for tuning in every week. I really appreciate it. And yeah, so if you're listening to this on SoundCloud, feel free to like this. Definitely comment if there's anything you feel that I um, missed out on or um, something that you want to inform me about. I would greatly appreciate it. You can also um, feel free to repost this on SoundCloud. And if you're listening on iTunes, please, please, please rate this. Again, um, I love to see the ratings and I love to get the feedback so I know what you want to hear more of what you don't want to hear more of and just figure out different ways that we can grow and learn together. Because again, this isn't just a journey for me. This isn't just me talking. This is us having a conversation about the industry that we love and adore. So again, thank you so much. And I'm going to let you guys go because I don't want this to be too long. I want you to still go out enjoy yourself have a great day have a great weekend um if there's a book that you've been meaning to read i want you to go do that if there's something anything that you've been procrastinating and putting off i know i have tons of things that i procrastinate on i want you to go do it because it is important that you go out and and basically live live life and enjoy yourself and do the things that you want to do so again thank you so much and i will talk to you next week bye